All right, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. A really uh, fun chat with Kane this, this fortnight. We talked about wingfall racing and his recent trip to Tarifa. We talked about how good wingfoiling is to get people into downwinding, uh, learning to read the bumps, learning to be comfortable out to sea. Uh, just a great intro and, and how important it is that people do that, but then transition to something like prone downwinding, like sup downwinding, and I guess to continue the progression. And um, a lot of people are comfortable continuing to wing foil downwind, that's sick. But I guess the whole idea of this podcast is to show people that there's more, that there's more fun you can have. Uh, we then do a bit of a deep dive into downwind foiling, foils, high aspect, speeds, board design, lines to take when downwind foiling, um, not pumping, versus pumping, um, big swells versus shorter period wind chop and how they're easier or harder. Um, green, blue, black runs, just like on a mountain, same in the ocean. We go into a bit of surf oiling, <clears throat> high aspect versus low aspect and attacking white water and why certain white water is a bit easier to, to you know, really sink your teeth in than others. Um, more on gear, mass length, stiffness, thickness, the pros and cons of each. Uh, we then go into wing foiling and big waves and, and the challenges that it, it sort of offers up, um, but how it's as good as towing, basically. And we finish with a few tips um, for downwind foiling, paddling up. Um, but yeah, even more, even more than that. We, we, we sort of jumped around everywhere. It's about an hour and a half episode and I had a great time chatting to, to Kane and we're planning on doing a live um, Instagram, what is it, live, yeah, live Instagram, both downwind falling with our sort of waterproof phones in hand and sort of explaining what it is we're doing and what the conditions are like and what equipment we're using and just bouncing ideas and frothing out there together, even though we're in opposite sides of the Pacific Ocean. But yeah, I just want to thank everyone for, for following along. I've had heaps of messages, people thanking me for doing these podcasts. And yeah, it's so cool that the foil froth is real. Um, I am about to launch a wing foil course um, from beginning to end, learning how to wing foil from literally learning to foil with a wing to um, wave riding, downwinding with a wing. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I'm good at jumps or anything like that. I can advise, uh, but it's not going to promise any <laughs> tricks or backflips, how-tos, but Everything's sort of up to that is, is my plan, stuff that I've got knowledge on. So if you're interested in the wing foiling and you think it might be a cool way to, to learn to foil, that'd be epic to have you on. Um, there's also SUP courses I do online, learning good paddle technique, which a lot of people learning to downwind foil have used, thinking they're going to science my course, use the downwind foil course. They've actually gone right to the beginning of the flat water SUP course and learned how to paddle with good technique. So... Uh, yeah, lots of good courses in there for the, for the one price and it's all sort of coupled up and uh, along with weekly phone calls like the podcast I have with Kane, I do with members of my, my online coaching community called Talk Back Tuesday and we, we go into detail of the videos that they have to share or questions they have and, and dive into that every Tuesday. It's, it's a lot of fun. The froth is flowing. And yeah, so that, that's my coaching staff. If you want to jump on, head to my website caseyaus.com but yeah happy if you guys are just listening to the podcast and frothing out because i love that too so thanks for tuning in 
And without further ado, we get into the podcast, The Casey Catch-Up with Kanda Wild. Enjoy. All right, welcome to The Casey Catch-Up. We've got Kanda Wild, uh, frother, first of all, foil frother, uh, second of all, brainiac whiz kid of design in foils and and third of all just just a legend like i first time i met kane we're actually out in the surf at who keeper just prone foiling and just started chatting foils and that day you actually had a bit of glue in your tail wing and you're you're like i just went away and i've come back and i'm trying to re-shim it so it feels like (laughs) it did before i left and just straight away i'm like oh yeah this kid knows what he's doing you know so i'm stoked to have you on kane and um to talk all things downwind foil yeah, thanks for having me on, James. I've been uh, I've been excited to come on here for a while. So, uh, yeah, loving the podcast. Yeah, we've been um, trying to yeah. we've been trying to line up a live, um, but while we're downwind. both downwind foiling and like have our phones and like, but we'll <laughs> I, that's still got to be in the works. I we have to do it. We will do it one day. I I guarantee yeah. it. It's going to happen. And we I think we can line it up for sure. Definitely. Our time zones aren't aren't that mm, far three, off. Yeah, three hours. It's not too bad. So it's just about. Yeah. Usually when the wind's blowing, I think we all just sort of drop everything and gonna get out there. So it's just stopping, thinking, okay, I wonder if it's windy in Maui or if it's wonder it's windy in Maui in Sydney and we can mm-hmm. try to line it up. But um But yeah, that must have been that must have been back when I was on my uh, the first time we met, I must have been on my original lift gear. And I remember that the, it doesn't have any tail wing adjustment. So I put a little like bead of hot glue on the trailing edge to try and get some more lift out of it. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty I, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember just like, you know, this kid's, this kid's onto it. Like I was just using, <laughs> I was using the original GoFall stuff and I'm like, you just plug and play. Like there's no, no shimming. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Cool little um, how we met. But uh, since then we've both, I guess, just, just gone off the edge and dove straight into to more foiling stuff. And, and I, I watched, um, Kane was recently he went over to to Spain I think it was um, competing yeah. in the the wing foiling racing and it'd be cool to get a bit of a short version of that um, maybe to yeah. start things off. That was that was a lot of fun. I've, I've you know, never gone on an official surf trip before, so I guess you could call that. I guess I, I have to another to Oahu, but but uh, you know never to to a major mainland or or internationally. So so that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, learning to travel with all the gear and manage it all and long layovers. It was a lot of fun. But um, the other part was competition. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. The level there is so high and you learn so much so fast that it, it it's, that's as much of a reason to go as to actually compete. Yes. It's just, just how much you learn. Immersing yourself in that culture. And, and yeah. like you said, that it's, um, these people are so into it. And, and this, I found the same when I first started stand-up paddling and racing and surfing against crew. Like, even if you go and you come last, you're still hanging out with the crew and, and you learn so much from everyone that's, you know, just doing it for, you know. Totally. Yeah. And, and you make friends and it, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, we kind of got unlucky with the wind. It was, it was really light. Um, I mean, Tarif was known for their new king wind. Like 40 knots. And first day we had wind from the opposite direction, like 10 knots. And then we had a couple couple days of just nothing. Um, but we made it work, finished the freestyle event, um, did some toe foiling competition in the shore break. Awesome. Uh, and managed to get some racing in, uh, which is what I was excited for. Yeah. So so I guess from that, I I guess I'm always pretty into 
foil design stuff and what what seemed to be the the trend what was everyone racing tiny you're riding like yeah everyone the top guys were were riding just tiny foils like 500 600 per centimeter wow and massive sales yeah like even if it's blowing 20 you're on a six meter and you're just like <laughs> harnessed in locked in and surviving oh terrifying yeah yeah it's pretty terrifying because the, the other thing is they set up a pretty tight course and so you're packed in like or coming around a mark like 10 other people and if you fall <laughs> you know you have a ton of foilers behind you <laughs> that could, could run you over um but yeah it's a blast yeah i i just chatted to a mate one marcus and he did a race up in carnarvon which is like northwest wa and plenty of wind um but you know variable you know some days for super he was using um you know big sail for him anyway i think he was using a five which for him is pretty light he uses like a four um and then yeah tiny foils and um a kid called uh, patrick up in northwest wa won the racing and he was on a i think it was on a five two five armstrong okay and you yeah, know, Marcus exactly. just said if he got up at the beginning, there was no catching him. Yeah, but but if he didn't, then you know it was it was a race, and he said it was just just absolute lunacy, like the speed, everyone's so close, and you're yeah. like attacking the. And he comes from a sailing background, so I think he especially loves it because he is used to all that. But for like for yourself, I I don't think mm-hmm. do 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 you have much for sailing background? Yeah, I did five or six years of competitive sailing. There you go. So yeah. So yeah, that was my whole background before foiling. And it was, that's what I was most excited to really get back into racing again. Yeah. Um, because it's been a while. That's something I really love. Yeah. But um, another thing that, that surprised me was the size of the boards people are riding. Um, over here, when it's windy or when we want to go fast, we're riding pretty small boards, maybe, mm. you know, 50 liters or so. Yeah. And I know it was light wind, but I think even when it, we had some moments of heavier wind and people were still on like 80 liter boards. Yeah. And it's, it's just because you need to get up so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me with winging, absolutely. Um, it, our spots in Sydney, there's lots of, I guess, headlands and, and points and basically hills and valleys, hills and valleys all over the place. So um, I've used a sinker before when it's windy, but yeah, if I fall off, I'm, basically going to be floating for <laughs> five, 10, sometimes 15 minutes just to get going yeah. again, because it's just yeah. the, 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 the gusts aren't long enough. So whereas when I go outside of Sydney and it's like more mm-hmm. of, you know, it's like a, a river behind it, which is flatter geography. Yeah. Um, you can get away with a, and, and obviously totally. places like Maui where it's like the full Valley effect and it's just funneling through. Um, yeah. You can get away with, you know, the wind, if the wind's good, you can go with a sinker because you'd, you know, fall off back up and you're going again. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I generally use like a 75 liter board and I'm, I'm 80 kilos. So it's like just a little bit negative volume, but it's, I'm on the surface and if a gust comes on yeah. going, whereas on a sinker, it just takes that. You need like two totally. more seconds in a gust to, to kind of just to get up and going. So <laughs> it's always like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of learned, I was like, man, I really didn't need to bring my 32 liter and my 50 liter. All I need is like 85 and a hundred. Mm. just just to get up just to go yeah. anything just, um, just the volume consistent yeah just so you yeah so you're already floating so like you don't start below and have to come mm-hmm. up above it yeah it's, exactly uh, yeah. yeah just that for uh, actually t- tell me was the racing were you starting like 
up and foiling, like sailing sort of yeah. start? Or were you okay? So yeah, but so it was an up and foiling start, and it was kind of a you start everyone started on a reach, which I'm not used to. In sailing, you're you, you know you're usually starting going upwind, mm -hmm. and the tactics are are quite a bit different there. Um, mostly, you know, get to the line as fast going as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the position on the line doesn't matter as much. It's super interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely exciting. Um, yeah, no doubt. I, I know we're going to be seeing more and more of that. And actually interesting for me to hear, because I guess, I think for a lot of people, people think Maui is kind of like the Mecca and that's where everything's <laughs> happening. But I, look, Europe's, I think, kind of known for their it's, racing and, and their freestyle. And yeah, um, maybe Maui more for wave riding. Um, but it's, yeah. And and seeing how easily they can do events over there too and bring all those people together because i mean most people there just drove right yeah yeah <laughs> so you have people from all over europe that that come that just came in their camper van to compete and they do that for all the events yeah um it's a bit easier than 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 hawaii especially where everyone has to fly in yeah uh, to compete yeah but yeah i was blown away by how big water sports is there it's pretty mind-blowing like you know i've always thought maui is pretty popular and on a good day on maui you see probably over 50 kites up man tarifa the entire there's like 10 miles of coast that's just packed with yeah. kites. yeah i've never seen so many it's um, um it's yeah. surprising for sure yeah it is actually i guess maui is a little bit limited in terms of locations to to do it versus i guess when you've got one long beach and it's windy all the way along yeah you know it's kind of like yeah. there's no reefs there's no rocks there's this beach beach and free for but, all uh, <laughs> yeah i'm really hoping to get out to some to some wave events i think i think that's what i'm that's what i'd go for for sure i was pretty excited to see that morocco um yeah that event looked pretty epic and and i think um look, i'd love to see you competing in that because i i feel like look the the level was epic, but I think yeah. it's only going to get better and better. And I think um, a few more guys that are probably more surf foiling mm -hmm. with a wing than wing foiling in the surf uh, would be cool to see. Totally. Um, but that was it. Got me yeah. excited. There are some guys absolutely ripping, and and the waves look sick. And um, that's definitely on the bucket list. It's going to be crazy to see where the level of that goes um, when they, you know, when we get more and more wave events and seeing how hard everyone pushes each other and how fast everyone learns yeah like it's gonna get pretty insane pretty fast i actually uh, i just was scrolling my instagram this morning i saw bennett's like he's just <laughs> just started like proper winging you sort of clicked for him the last sort of three or four yeah. months and um out of nowhere <laughs> and i knew it would happen i'm like dude it's just a matter of time you're gonna love it because it's like towing in like you just tow yourself yeah. in with the wind and then you just park the wing behind you and you're just surfing and he's like oh, i don't know i don't get it yet and then the last couple of months, he's clicked. And the last, <laughs> like, the, the, I'm sure you saw the same clip. You're like, just yeah. doing what Bennett's does, just full attacking yeah. whitewater and rebounding. And and look, the, the, the wing is always going to do weird things when you're taking those mm -hmm. angles, but he, he mm -hmm. managed it. And man, so sick. You know what? I've been feeling a lot going between wing foiling and prone foiling. Sometimes the wing being there helps me. Definitely. I'm not a... Totally agree. I, I was never a stand-up surfer, but I can... You know, watching the watching the, the stand up paddlers, I can see how much they they use their paddle through turns mm -hmm. to help them do even crazier 
stuff than they would on, on, without it. Yeah. And I feel like a wing to some extent can help you do the same thing. Well, like once you're in the white water, you kind of, you can almost like lean on the wing. Like, yeah. So you like push off it in the white water. You sort of like, it's exactly the same as a paddle, but um, yeah, it's like, and it, I think a little bit, like, I've always thought a little bit extra weight um, mm -hmm. and sort of in, in those, and it's pretty obvious. Like if you think about it, if you're using a heavier board on a small, with a smaller foil, you, you yeah. basically, the foil feels smaller so you can attack harder. Um, totally. So like you see the like in Maui, like Eddie O and, and Dave Glamour ripping on the subs, like, and you don't see many people doing that on prone. Yeah. And, and I think it's yeah. the weight and, and the leverage they can use with the paddle. Um, totally. Even Derek Hummer, like he does those massive, like layback kind of. Yeah. Snaps. And Nick. Yeah. And Nick as well. Yeah. There's a whole crew of sub guys just ripping. Um, yeah. They're pretty incredible to see. Yeah. Oh, and it's different there. in flesh too. Like the videos are cool, but when you see it yeah. in the lineup, like you're like, what? It's, yeah. um, it's pretty, yeah, cool. those guys are, are another level, but uh, yeah, I totally feel like sometimes, sometimes you can get really good bottom turns on the wing where you drag the tip in the water and kind of lean on it. Mm -hmm. And when I go back to prone foiling, I find myself, you know, wanting that. That extra bit of like, it's like, it's yeah. like having an armor you know, on your outrigger, you know, you've got the, and kind of lean on it yeah. a little bit and it just gives you that little and then for, yeah and then if you're doing a top turn with like the wing tip out or, or hitting the foam you can kind of use the weight of that wing in your hand to correct yourself yes yes i totally it's agree pretty interesting it, it, it's super interesting and i think you know potentially all of that's going to make it um the, the wing foiling could yeah. be more progressive or it already is yeah but i'm saying that for, but even just on the wave i'm saying not even aerials but just on the wave <laughs> it could be more progressive than just straight foiling. foiling yeah oh for sure and, and what's the cool funny thing, is the cool thing is everyone that well, most people that are prone foiling also are wing foiling and, and yeah you know so it's like it's like this open-minded thing not like i guess surf like shortboard surfing where you know if you're on a surf yeah, or if you're on a longboard it's like ah no that doesn't but it's everyone's <laughs> open-minded in foiling it's like oh that looks fine i'm gonna try that you know and that's yeah yeah cool, yeah cool aspect of Sweet. it and uh that's amazing because it, it, it feels like it helps me uh on waves but downwinding with a wing it really holds you back i agree yeah 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 it's um i just feel like there's more that you have to do to and, and to me mm -hmm. it comes down to if the wind's going this one direction and the swells go in the same direction which is ideal downwind conditions okay. then with the wing like basically you're holding it out in front of you and you or you have to you have to try to get it behind you basically just like you're yeah. wave riding and and yeah. But then the angles that you take, and if the wind's super strong, it's going to blow it back downwind. And totally, there's a whole there's wing management that has to occur <laughs> on top of and downwinding. I, I find it also gets you stuck on one line. Yes, you know, because downwinding, I'm, I'm always I'm always like carving these S turns mm -hmm. and looking to my sides to find to find the best bumps. Yeah, and with a wing, having it, I, I mean, you know, you can switch it from hand to hand pretty quick, but it maybe it's just a mental thing where I get locked on this line because um, you have to switch. I feel like look, because you I can either switch. switch or I can just continue going that same direction. Whereas if you didn't yeah. have the wing, you'd be like, no, I'm going to turn this way because it's just a no brainer. Whereas because yeah. you have to swap hands, it's I've got to change lines. I've got to swap hands and I'm going to go this way and I'm going to be locked in this way. And then I, you know, you can't like doing an S turn with a wing yeah. is not something that you want to be doing because it's one hand, the other hand and try to get behind you. And then it's coming in front of you yeah. again. And, um, 
it's I think it's an epic way to get people into it. And I'm sure you've seen it in Mount totally. like, to, to to show people the ropes and even just to learn yeah. to um, manage your speed, like whip mm-hmm. yourself in, manage your speed, and just see how long you can use uh, the energy totally. from the ocean and, and and not the wind, but the energy from the ocean for as long as you can. And and if you come down, no biggie, just sheet in and yeah. you're good again. So it, to me, yeah. it's like the ultimate entry level, but my goal and from this from this podcast and um, my online courses and it is basically mm-hmm. showing those wingers that are downwinding look this is epic you guys are killing it yeah <laughs> but i want to show you the next step you know and um yeah yeah the t- to me um, it's um I-, I don't enjoy it and the only time i really love winging downwind is when the swell is coming 90 degrees yes. to the wind and that's it's epic that's because you just epic. hold it out to the side and you just it's like surfing, you yeah. know, and you yeah. can just do loops of it. But, um, um, I, I find for, for teaching downwind, winging is really good for getting them familiar out there. Yes. Because it's, it's a big departure from oh. even, even the outer reefs here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And kind of get, get, getting people their sea legs. Absolutely. Getting them uh, comfortable two yeah. kilometers or a mile and a half out to sea. Totally. And just being like, look, it's fine out here. Like there's... It's actually, I feel like it's safer now than it is on the yeah. the surf breaks or the, all the outside reefs. I'm like, no. I'm and learning sure. how, yeah, how to how to approach a bump and how, how to there, there's a kind of rhythm there that Absolutely. they learn. Yeah. And it takes when they finally go to a, a sub downwind or a prone downwind, it takes a lot of that like mental energy, mental stress mm. of figuring that out off. Yeah, but they know what bumps are going to help them, yeah. and which which side of the bumps are not. So it's um. Yeah, reading, yeah. reading it, and because it's it's completely different. And, and like uh, I've taught a lot of friends who are surfers, and it's like they're, they're looking behind them, and then like if, if a big mm-hmm. white, if a big swell comes, like oh I'm on, I'm like good luck with that one, Matt. You know, you, you, you gotta, want the one behind it. <laughs> yeah, the one behind it. Yeah, just like just look in front of you and, and just wait for that that little sort of yeah. uphill, and just when you see that uphill, like a meter in front Park of it, you, right follow right. it. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, get towed in by that that peak in front of you is I guess the best. Yeah. Way. I've been wanting to, to kind of make a video or something on that, but it's really hard to catch those bumps yeah. on a GoPro or something. Oh, it, it all flattens out. So I'm almost thinking like maybe I need to like make this, make this heat map art yeah. of where, where the bumps are and where, mm. where the power is going to be. Yeah. With, with it's my, hard to explain. Yeah. With my online coaching, I talk about um, just for surf zone, but also like downwind stuff. I talk about, mm um the the bump having um basically the top of the bump i saw i say it's the green zone that's where all your power is yeah. so that's like that's your heat map that's that's your takeoff um mm-hmm. in the middle of the bump is your orange zone and you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna lose speed there but you're not gonna gain speed there either and then right <laughs> at the bottom of the trough and sort of getting into the one in front that's the red zone <laughs> and, and if you're there you're only going to ever lose speed you're not going to gain energy from that so like just, you know, simple traffic light yeah. system, but it's the same sort of thing, like a heat map of for surfing to gain speed, you got to be up high and same yeah. for downwind to, to get going. You've got to be up high, but not so high that you're off the back and not <laughs> so not, not, not too far down that you're at the bottom. So it's, there's, there's a lot going yeah. on and yeah. And the other thing, te- the other thing teaching people is, is uh, especially coming from surfing is, you know, people think, okay, I'm on the wave. The wave, the top of the wave is here. Yeah. I'm riding it. Yeah. Right. I'm in yeah. the right spot. <laughs> the right spot on a foil is like 
you're three feet above the wave. Yes. That's, that's the most efficient spot. Yeah. And so it's, I always see it's an interesting transition for people to figure that, figure that out. Yeah. But, but I've taught a lot of people or friends who have like stand up paddle boarded downwind. And for them, mm -hmm. it's another sort of thing. Like they used to, they know where to be. They know the bumps that are going to give okay. them the lift, but because they're used to riding a 14 foot paddleboard, not totally. a six foot or four foot or five or seven foot paddleboard with a foil yeah. attachment, they, they always sit too low in the bump because they, they want okay. their nose the same spot as their 14 foot board is. So they're always sitting oh. in that little bit uphill. So I'm like, no, you've got to think about where your tail is, where the tail of your yeah, yeah. board is. So you've got to be like six feet further back than you normally would be, <laughs> which is, you know, they understand it, but they're always that one spot, a little bit different. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's um, super interesting. Let's, let's go into it more. So, so what, tell us your story of how you got into to downwind foiling and, and what, whether it was winging prone, uh, sup, what was the, the progression? Um, for you? I think like a lot of our stories, it started getting our first high aspect. Um, I know you were doing it before that, but my first time downwinding was, you know, I, I, first day, got this Albatross 210. I'm like, I, I was up at Hokipa pumping it around and decided to say, oh, how, car, how far can I go? How yeah. far can I pump this thing? <laughs> so took a wave, you know, pump, pumped outside and was going, going from, you know, going down the beach, slowly catching waves, catching waves, catching waves, and got a little carried away and ended up pretty far outside. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is a long paddle. I just have to keep going. So I, I think I made maybe 10 or 15 minutes and managed to get close enough to the shore to hitchhike back, hitchhike back up. So where did you, but, so, um, so you started at like, like pavilions or, or? Yeah, I started yeah. between pavilions and middles. Yeah. And uh, ended up down by Paia. Yeah. Paia. <laughs> That was your first I was just run. on my prone board. Yeah, that's epic. And like, that's look, that's that's Maui, right? Like the, the winds, the wind is good, the bumps are good. It's it's a good yeah. setup. And and obviously you're you're you were you're skilled. Like when I first yeah. followed you, you know what you're doing. Um so it's, at that point I was getting enough waves in a row that yeah somehow somehow managed it. That's um, unreal. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty soon after I got yeah, I got a I got a six oh stand up board from Mark. Mm -hmm. And you know, started trying to grind up on, on some bumps. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. Yeah. So, so tell me about this. Did, did you go straight into sort of a downwind situation or did you practice paddling or what sort of, um, no, I went kind of straight into downwind. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I got used to, because I was never, I was never a paddler. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'd done some, some, you know, casual sub surf, stand up paddle surf, mm -hmm. uh, before, but yeah, never anything like that. So I think at the, I might be getting my timeline confused, but um, around the time I got that stand-up board, I was also getting, getting into winging. Yeah. So that I think is what got me comfortable riding that board. Yeah. Um, was learning to wing. Yeah. But also, like you said, you, I guess a, a bit of paddle surfing, I think the fact if you're, if you're, if you can ride a sup in the surf, I think that's a good baseline yeah um but i think also your sailing background no doubt would have helped you reading the bumps too i guarantee yes. oh for sure yeah for sure because you spend a lot of like yeah downwind sailing mm. it's all reading the bumps yeah getting in the right spot getting that little you know half a knot or one knot faster than someone else yeah 
makes a big difference. And I think even just driving boats, like sailing, obviously yeah. better. But when when downwind really clicked for me, and I have to thank Connor Baxter's dad, <laughs> Keith. We were doing a photo shoot. I was with JP, and we went up way up towards Hana. And he's okay. like, "Oh, James, you should drive." And I was driving. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, you know, "Ride <laughs> the bumps." And he's like, showing me. He's like, "Okay, now try it." And I drove all the way back from you know halfway to Hana, all the way back to to um yeah. Louie and he's like now you're getting it and um Connor's probably cursing him now because <laughs> I had to I was racing him after that um and that's sort of it's where it all sort of clicked for me <laughs> but I think driving a boat downwind a jet ski obviously sailing's gonna be better winging just yeah. getting out there and trying to find the energy and making it as smooth as possible has got to be the best way yeah. to to learn to downwind yeah um and I don't know um, once I got up the first few times you know, it would take me 15 minutes, but once I was up, I could do a run. Yeah. Or most of a run. Yeah. Um, and it's so addicting. So, so actually let's get into equipment. Um, what yeah. size was your six? So like, I think it was a six. So by 28, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many liters, probably somewhere around hundred. Yeah. And at that time I weighed about 175 pounds. So what is that? 75 kilos or so. Yeah. Maybe about kilos. That. Yeah. Um, and still my biggest problem was getting up. My biggest problem is always been getting up. Um, that's more like 80 kilos. Yeah. So you'd like, more like 80. Yeah. Plus, plus 20 liters kind of thing on your board. Yeah. And because I, I wasn't, I wasn't a strong paddler before. Mm. And so I had, I had a, a 28 wide board, I guess, if you look at boards now, Oh yeah. Like we can make that and uh, yeah that's but but to start with i always recommend you're better off being on something wider that you can stand on that you can stand on and just and you can be able yeah. to put the power in with your paddle versus something if, if you go straight to 20 or 22 or 24 it's going to be falling off or you have to go way longer yeah so you use a lot less energy uh standing there than you do trying to get back on the board mm, exactly so it's better not to fall but um yeah always had a problem getting up thought I wasn't paddling hard enough so I started looking you know really deep into board design um, from my sailing experience and learning about hull design and trying to apply a little bit of that to boards and so you know started coming up with concepts and eventually um, tried some marks boards made some of my own boards and that was probably the biggest breakthrough is getting on you know 620 by 24 115 liters nice flat bottom yeah and that's actually yeah. six by 24 that's exactly what i'm using now still um but mine's like 79 liters <laughs> yeah so and this board has it had its issues but it let me go from my 210 to my 165 downwind yeah and that was mind-blowing yeah you know suddenly you feel like you're going twice as fast and you're connecting these, these bumps way ahead that you never thought you could yeah, your you, you ga- your gaze has to be not like three or four yeah. meters in front of you, but like ten meters in front of you because that bump way in front on the faster foils is relevant to you. Whereas when you're on the slower foils, you, you yeah. have to sort of keep your gaze a bit further in because don't don't worry looking down the coast, you're not getting there yet. And then the problem became: wait, this is a totally different pattern than I'm used to, right? I can't take my my old line. Mm, seriously. Um, yeah, you have to you have to kind of rethink, and it was probably a bit big of a jump, but I do still wonder like where the line is of like, you know, when you go from 
lots of S's staying up to like projecting forward through stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big jump. I think it's important to, to start on a big foil. Um, totally. and, and a lot of people um, message me and say, look, I, I feel like I'm really close. I just need a smaller foil so I can go faster mm-hmm. and keep up with the swells. And um, I chat to, I chat to Marcus just the other day and he was saying, um, he had someone say the same thing to me. He's like, I hate when people say that. He's like, Marcus goes, um, he goes, I learned on the Maliko 280. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a slow foil. That's a slow foil. And he, think, he thinks it was the best thing for him because he yeah. would get up and he was foiling the whole time, but he was yeah. learning what was too fast and what was the right speed for him and the angles yeah. to take. So um, totally. staying with a bump for be like as long as you can, as you feel it sort of pulling away from you, peeling off, mm-hmm. And then sort of doing a few pumps and then linking up the one behind. And that that skill, you need to have that whether yeah. you're on a Maliko 280 or you're on a you know lift five two or a lift totally. one twenty. You know what I mean? Like it, it totally. the, the skills all um, it's yeah. all the same. It, there's yeah. there's no there's no one bump that's gonna take you from A to B. <laughs> totally downwind. Yeah. Totally. It's always a mix, you know. Yeah. You're, you're always looking to your sides. And I was I was teaching a few friends uh, the last week. Um, you know, they're they're doing really well winging in the waves, um, and they're they're really competent foilers. But they what hasn't clicked yet is the yeah reading bumps, connecting mm-hmm. bumps. They can they can find a good bump, they can they can ride that bump and keep their speed, but connecting, you know, two, three, four, five bumps. Is where they struggle. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know what your recommendation is, but I've been telling them a lot to look, look to their sides. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I think like when we surf, we think, and especially on like swells, when we're, you're on that one swell and you've got to go straight. Whereas when we downwind, mm-hmm. I, I talk about, um, you know, straight downwind is you know zero degrees, and then I want you to go. Yeah. 90 degrees or even 100 degrees to totally. your right and then 100 degrees to your left as well and you've got all of this room it's like 200 yeah. degrees of play you know you, you and you have to use every bit of that yeah and so at the same time as teaching them i've been learning i've been working on my my no pumping downwind yes, epic. where yeah you just find find the energy you need to stay up and use that maximize that and try and connect bumps without pumping yeah. And yeah, you're right. Sometimes you need to go over past 90 and actually yeah. link one behind you. Yeah. And, it's, and, and there's uh, people that's like, well, you'd never go into the wind, would you? It's like, well, sometimes if you go straight sort of a little bit into the wind, you get closer to that bump that's behind you. So it's yeah. less time. Um, you can get into the energy faster. Exactly. Yeah. With less time speed. between bumps. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, to me, that's, that's when people get it. Um, mm-hmm when they're using that entire 200 degrees is I guess that, that, yeah. that opening that full awareness and um, knowing you've got to go left, you've got to go right. You, you've got to go straight. Sometimes you've got to go, you know, a little yeah. bit upwind sometimes. And, um, and, and, and then in the past six months, I've really been improving a lot on the, f- the forward link. Mm-hmm. I've been, I think you the know, foils have helped us with that too. <laughs> the foils have definitely helped. You need a lot of glide. Yeah. But before I was, you know, I was, I was using a lot of energy to just force myself pumping over the next bump. Mm-hmm. And in the past six months, I've kind of realized there's, there's little pathways you can yes. take. 
Yeah. And where the where the waves come in, like they where the waves the two bumps will meet mm-hmm. at the center. There's there's little cross waves. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a little whiteboard. So this is worth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So really simple. Let's just say this is our bump. Uh, yeah. And then what happens? And let's say, say it's a you know it's like a Kihei run, like a bay run. It's kind of like this. Yeah. But then like a Maliko run, you'll have a bit of bit of swell almost running like um, let's just say this direction. Mm-hmm. And basically, every time these swells cross over, um, th- these lines are the peaks. So every time the, the peaks cross, there'll be a low point either side. So I'm going to draw in, let's go green. So basically here and mm-hmm. here is a low point. So you can go either side of that. And then again, yeah. here and here. So instead of running up and over, what we're looking at, um, I'll do another in blue to is the side, little a little pathway. So instead of being a full uphill like this, you've actually yeah. got a little dip and you've got the peak running through and then another little dip. And then there you go. Kind of. Yeah. 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 And like, that's simplifying it, 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 but it's, yeah, it's a, what we're looking this at happens, is, oh, point. This happens on the Kihei run too, where there's no cross swell. Yeah. When you get, when you get one train of bumps here and one train of bumps here, but they're a little offset from each other as well. Yeah. And you can, it's almost like a little, a little half pipe. Yeah. Or a couple berms. Yes. And if you put your foil really high, you can, you can find some power there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I've been, yeah, that's, that's been, uh, a, you know, a spot of improvement in the, yeah. recently is like getting more efficient at using those and finding them. Yeah. Yeah, so, so for those listening, I, I, I might have to take a screenshot of this and, and post it on, but basically was, I've drawn uh, basically a really simplified version of the, the lines and how to up and over efficiently because you can up and over anything and it's just like an uphill, yeah. you know, you, but you, just, you lose all your speed. Basically, if you, know, if you go in this direction, you can up and over. But if you get to the top of it, you'll basically get to the point you lose all your speed and you'll either yeah. get over it, and, but you've used a lot of energy or you actually stuff up and you end up being back on the bump that you were on, having totally. almost to retreat. And you're back really to where gassed. You were really gassed, exactly. So Yeah, and I also find sometimes going over the bump still leaves you with nothing. You mm-hmm. think there's a bump ahead of it, pump really hard to get over one, and then there's nothing there, where these, these little in-betweens somehow always stick you on a good bump. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you said, like as we go to smaller foils and more efficient foils, I've been using this concept more and more. Yeah, it it, it, um, it definitely um becomes it becomes easier because if you're moving faster than and 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 the the foils are higher spec, like they glide, then yeah, like yeah, you are um, it's like mountain biking. You know, yep. you're hitting the totally. berm and you're just like going one to the other. And they're going to go down this little gully here and I'm going to turn back. And, and the, oh, so fun. the other thing I found that, that helped me, helps me uh, is I, I was thinking about, you know, how you store energy and use energy. And it's all, uh, you know, either gravitational potential energy from height. Mm-hmm. You're going downhill, down a bump or kinetic energy from from moving you know mm-hmm. momentum yeah and 
I kind of think of, you know, this is more when the bumps are good, but if you have enough power on a wave, I stand up as, as tall as I can and get as high up on the bump as I can. And when I go to extend out to another bump, I'll actually squat down super low uh -huh. because I, I'm using some of that gravitational potential energy yeah, yeah, that I've right. stored like it's, by like, yeah. standing back up in the next bump. Mm. Right. And you, you see skaters do it in like a, you know, when they're going exactly. up, up and over and it's like, they just compress and extend and surfers, you know, we compress and extend all the time. When, when, yeah. And I'm actually, per, I've, I've done a few downwinders with Perth Sandlick, a guy from uh, over here in Sydney. And when he's on a big bump, he is just so low and he's just like low. pushing down as hard as he can to, to like, just, he just, hold, he holds onto the bump so well. Um, yeah. I this is something I kind of figured out. I think it was on, it might've been on a trip to Oahu um, when I was doing a bunch of prone downwinders, the guys over there. And I saw, you know, I see like Scotty, those guys getting Scotty, especially getting super low on the bump in the, uh, in, on his downwinder, on his on the bumps and just yeah. extending super far out front, uh -huh. getting a ton of speed and glide from it. Yeah. And when I got back to Maui, I started trying it on good days. And yeah, you can get a lot of extra speed I wonder if that's by, a bit of aerodynamics as well, you know? Like... I don't know. I don't think I'm going faster than the wind. Yeah. But um, it's definitely making a difference. Yeah. And yeah, just, if you, I wonder if it's yeah, pushing the thing is, more and more I can't forward. Use, yeah, I can't use it uh, when it's like lighter conditions or borderline because crouching down means I need to get on a, a bump good enough to stand up again. Yeah. If, if the bump, if the next bump doesn't have a lot of power, I, the foil has to be like, I have to put extra load on that, on the foil and sacrifice some of my speed to stand back up. Yeah. So this only really works well when you have like an excess of power in the bumps. Yeah. Some extra power. And you, you need a bit of an extra boost between them. Extra booster. Yeah. No, no, you mean it's, um, I, I haven't I haven't played around with a lot a lot with that to be honest, but yeah. I, I think it makes sense and and um, Perth certainly um, holds on to the bump that he's on in in big conditions when he's <laughs> he like like gets super, yeah. it's like almost like you know why me a stance just you know just like just gets super <laughs> it's low super and, fun too <laughs> yeah holds it holds the line um, yeah 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 it's um, I love those I love those big windy days. It when, turns into a dance. Yeah, when when the wind and the swell are going the same direction, that there really isn't anything better. I think the only thing to to touch on for those that are learning, I and I'm sure probably similar for you, Kane, sort of helping people mm -hmm. get going. Um, like when there's no swell, it's going to be easier to teach, just yeah. because there's one less thing going totally. on. Um, if it's just wind chop. You're going to be able mm -hmm. to tune into that a lot easier because um, for me, like I can get up on swells or wind chop, but it's always easier if I get up on a wind chop <laughs> rather than a swell, yeah. which people think is crazy when you first tell them that. They think, well, the swell's much bigger and it's going to get me going, but the problem is the swells move too fast. And so when mm -hmm. we're learning, generally we're learning on bigger gear because we need to get going on a sup yeah. or, or we, if we're like in terms of pumping, it's, it's just easier. Um, bigger foils will stay up for longer, I guess. Need less energy and to keep them up. 
and they'll get more energy from those slow little bumps. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and generally yeah. the, the, the beauty of the wind chops compared to a swell is the wind chops are much, much shorter period. So there's lots of them yeah. all over the place. Whereas a swell, yeah. even if it's, a, if it's a four or five second swell, that's... You can get lost for 10 seconds. You, you, exactly. You, you just, they just, they're a long way apart. And what yeah. I found, it'd be interesting to actually ask you this, if this is what you found as well, Kane, is on those really big, long period swell days, like say yeah. it's, I don't know, for, for us, if we get like a 12 second period, it's pretty big. But, um, you know, even if it gets up like 10 to 15 second periods, what happens what I, and big swell, there'll be this mm-hmm. big sort of trough. Yep. Yeah. It's almost glassy. Like yeah. in between, there's no energy. It feels like because the, the, the bumps are so big that it's like offshore <laughs> over yeah. the swell. There's, there's no little wind chops. And so, yeah, we, we generally have a little bit better direction. Yeah. But yeah, on the big days, there's not a lot in between the swells. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of grooms everything grooms it one way exactly yeah it just makes it all cleaner which you think oh that's perfect but it's not like the wind chop is your friend and and the more wind chop there is um it's just more consistent consistency exactly it's just less time looking for bumps (laughs) looking for energy yeah on those big days you want something fast so you can you can get downwind as far as you can on those big bumps Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i'm you know i'll get on a big bump coming in and I'll just be looking the other direction, waiting, waiting to see some energy. Yeah. And as soon as I see that energy, I'll kick out. Yeah. Go back out into that energy. Yeah. Stay, stay on my line. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's tricky. Um, yeah. I, I kind of, uh, for, for my, the crew I'm coaching, I talk about green runs, which are like our bay runs. So mm-hmm. um, just wind chop, like there's no swell. And if there is swell, it's only, you know, it's only a, short period because it's just from wind um yeah and then there's blue runs which are ocean runs <laughs> that only have um ocean runs with not much swell basically. Wind chop. Yeah. yeah wind chop so basically a flat day with lots of wind yeah. um, so like summer in maui you know totally. and then there's like your, your black runs and, and that's yeah and that's um ocean runs with swell and yeah. obviously there's there's different degrees of, of black runs like if the swell there's is the, the double black there's the double blacks <laughs> on maui when it's big and half your run you're in the outer reef <laughs> yeah seriously or or even like um you know if you go up towards hana and you've got all this backwash and refraction as oh, well man, yeah and it's like there's just so much going on but <laughs> like like on mountains like where there's you know green blue and black and double blacks um People love, like people that are experienced love the double blacks. Mm-hmm. The, the, the challenge is what makes it exciting. And, and mm-hmm. the green runs like a groomer, like super fun. Like you just really carve and it's so much fun. It's like a half pipe. But, yeah. you know, you, you kind of want a little bit of everything. And that's kind of the, yeah. the beauty of it. The ocean's are always changing. The harbour and, yeah. and, and bays and, and lakes are always changing too. And Yeah, you get something different every time you go out. Yeah. And, and do you want to use different foils? a lot of the time totally. for those different runs, like double black, you, you, you probably want a faster foil because you're or just, yeah, just in general. Yeah. You want to try, even if it's the same conditions as a, or similar conditions as, as, as last time you went, sometimes switching up your gear, even if it's to something bigger and slower, yeah. you can learn something. A lot. Yeah. Absolutely. You can learn a lot. And then and, but I guess for the green runs, I always say like, it's, it's going to be harder on a faster foil. 
because yeah, if you're going sure. faster than those wind chops, you're gonna <laughs> you're not getting you're any energy from anything. Lot. You're pumping the whole time, and so yeah. and, and then I guess my my motto is I'd always prefer to be overfoiled totally underfoiled. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. worse than being underfoiled, and that kind of that kind of takes me to prone prone downwinding mm-hmm. because uh, prone downwinding it, it's it's kind of what you're talking about with winging earlier, where that bigger, heavier board will make the foil feel a lot smaller. Yes. And when you're on a prone board, that small foil is suddenly a lot bigger and a lot more stable. Yeah. And you can relax more on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun because somehow I find prone runs, while it's more stressful, yeah. it's also in, 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 one, in, in one way because you can't, you don't wanna fall. Yeah. In another way, it's actually more relaxing yeah. because it's easier to stay up. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess they, to me, they're at, because it's more stressful, um, you're not going to be, like I, I've had to Zane a bit about this mm-hmm. on a SUP, we're happy to sort of do these hard turns and yeah. sort of more risk, riskier linkages. Whereas yeah. on prone, you're kind of safety surfing or safety foiling yeah. because, but, but that safety foiling, is um, actually really efficient. It know? is. Because you're like, okay, I'm just going to stay on this bump and I'm going to not, not pump too much and sort of glide across yeah. here. And okay, now I'm going to sit on this one. Whereas on a, on a SUP, you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to see how hard I can turn on this one. I'm going <laughs> to come across this one and maybe I can get up and over this one. And and it's, you fall off. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah just paddle up again. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. But there's also that what you were saying, that the lighter board means you don't have to be you're not yeah, as I, much. Some, yeah i find it i i worry less about crashing on my prone board than i do on my stand-up board mm-hmm. because my stand-up board i'm riding the same length mast with this wide front wing and a wide board and you can you know longer board it's easier to stuff the nose it's easier mm-hmm. to stuff the rail um there's you feel more flex in this in the setup mm-hmm. where on a prone board I don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. To, um, unless uh, what I've found is when I'm prone and I'm using the same setup I would on a SUP, I feel yeah. actually that I'm like, oh, <laughs> this foil feels so much bigger. You know, it's, it's <laughs> the same as when I'm using a SUP, but because I'm on a prone, it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Concentrate, you know, <laughs> don't get over, don't get over lifted. Um, don't get yeah, too yeah. Much, too much lift. And, um, but that's, like, that's a gear thing. That's usually... Yeah. Usually when we prone, it's when the SUP run isn't quite doing it. And like, I'll oh, we'll just go for a little prone run, chip in. And, you know, it's only a couple of kilometers. Because yeah, we got, and yeah, yeah, we got headlands that sort of prevent us from going. Okay. Yeah. The, the other good thing now is it's such a good time to get into it. Oh. <laughs> it's I wish, like, like, yeah. If we would have had the gear we have now a couple of years ago. Seriously. So it would, have been, it would have been a different story. Yeah, you spoke before saying like you learned when the hot when the high aspect wings became a thing. I did yeah. I did my first you race way before. That. Yeah, I did my first race on uh in Maui and, and um Nathan Nathan Van Buren was was using the first high aspect wing and everyone's like, mm-hmm. How's this guy? Like no one ever knew who he was, <laughs> and he just like I don't think he won, but he he just like gave Kai a good scare. Um, yeah and I remember chatting with him before the race. He's like, oh, you know, what's your foil? I'm like, showing him. He's like, oh, nice. Yeah, that'll work. And <laughs> he would have been thinking, what an idiot. You know, like, I'm on a Maliko 200. 
And he's like, <laughs> and I'm looking at yeah. this, I'm like, oh, that's a bit different. And he's like, oh, you know, yeah, it seems to work. And then we get out there and he's just gone. And like, like literally by the time I got to Who Keeper, you mm-hmm. know, on a Maliko run race, so it's like 2Ks in, like a mile in. Like I'm, yeah. I realized I'm not in this race. So I just went way out to sea and just started surfing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not in, I'm in, I'm in a different division here. Yeah. yeah. And looking at, yeah, or, you know, riding some of the, some of those new, newer wings that have come out, you know, yeah. the, some of the like Kajira or the, the Axis, you know, X99 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ARTs I've been super impressed with that I haven't tried yeah. the Puma stuff yet. Um, There's one guy locally, Murray, he's got a, He's got a 1095 and I actually I've yeah, used the Takuma I, once. I used the 1210. 1210. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was I think he said I can't remember. He said it was it was shimmed. It was the, mm, the aluminium okay. mast, I think. And it was he hadn't shimmed it correctly. So it was it, it felt a little <laughs> bit strange. And to me, I'm always annoyed, like, why do you have yeah. to sh- like why do they make stuff production that you have to shim? You know, like yeah, why not just make it right? And I'm always like, come on, guys, like we can do better than this. Um but yeah, I found like I, I've been spending, yeah, I spent a good session on the 1095 and man, the glide, you just, you don't slow down. Yeah. That's it's great. I heard the bottom end is it, it just like it, the bottom ends is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you, that's, it, it just, it loves to just sit in that bottom and you, you don't ever lose your speed. Even like it's like no. at that lower speed, the drag isn't high. So it's yeah. Which is, yeah. You know, obviously and similar thing. with, with the 999. I feel that the 1099 is going to be it for learning to downwind. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've had, I've been testing a bunch of the Axis stuff and the, um, the 999 Epic. Um, yeah. But in light conditions, I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm pumping a lot. But, you know, the wind, <laughs> the wind kept dying on me. Like, okay, and I sort of written off the 1099, and I'm like, okay. oh, it's going to be too big. Like, you know, I'm already yeah. going on the 999, and and then I tried the 1099, but the, the day after, I'm just like, oh, I should try it. It's light wind. Mm-hmm. I just tried out, and I went the exact same speed as the nine nine nine. But it's easier. But it was way easier. I'm just like standing there, yeah. and I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, why didn't I use this yesterday? You know, like I'm just standing <laughs> there. <laughs> you know, you're just making making life hard for yourself, and that's a good. And, and that's why I actually posted my sort of my, my, mm-hmm. my coaching group, and I said, look, guys, I've learned the, the lesson for myself again. Trying to like that, I've been telling you guys, you're better off on something bigger every time than yeah. something too small. You know, it's hard pumping. to beat wingspan. Yeah, yeah. Higher aspect and just the, the glide was yeah. crazy. You just, mm. yeah, you can't can't beat wingspan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always, it's always going to be more efficient. It's yeah. pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and, and just um, the, I just assumed it was a bigger, bigger foil, it's going to be way slower. Yeah. Exactly the same speed <laughs> for those conditions crazy. anyway which is yeah that's that's impressive yeah but looking back at it and and like i, I don't think i had a look at my heart rate data but i was working <laughs> way harder really? on the 999 just like even on a bump i'm like like it'd be like a two second glide and then pump pump pull off and okay. pump 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 glide pump 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 whereas on the 1099 it was glide pull off one pump <laughs> mm-hmm. glide and i'm like hmm should have used yeah. this <laughs> should have used this yeah. way more often that's interesting too because I, yeah i've been messing with i have two basically two sizes of the same wing and they're that they're actually the same wingspan mm-hmm. but just yeah two different areas mm-hmm. so 
theoretically the higher aspect ones and the more the smaller ones are gonna have but you know higher efficiency. Mm-hmm. But I found the, the larger one is just a lot nicer to downwind. I'm really not going that that much slower. Yeah. And that's you're you the same thing. You don't slow down. That's it. And that's yeah, it. You, you, in between bumps, you have to be able to hold your speed and not yeah. and not have a top speed really high. And then as soon as you pull off, drop. So it's like if you can get your speed up on the bump and then continue it when you peel off mm-hmm. and continue when you get in the next bump, then it's like, all right, so so my top speed, maybe it's not as high. It's a bit, little bit bigger foil, but my I never drop out. Like my speed never drops yeah. below, you know, let's say, you know, 20 Ks an hour. And, and on the bump, I'm going 25. And so you're going 20, 25 yeah. to 20 versus 30, back down to 15 and then back up to 30. And it just means you're, you're just gliding longer. And, and it's just, yeah, it's, what, it's what super fun. actually, what master are you using with those axes? Uh, I'm actually, they only, uh, they sent me a 900, which I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, way too long. Um, okay. So you chop it down or? I haven't, they're, they're, they're sending me another one. So I'm going to okay. have a, a good proper test on them. But yeah, I'm like, get a 70. Yeah. 70's at. Seriously, like the shorter, yeah. it's just drag. And that's, um, and the thickness too. I think they offer a 16. I, yeah. every time I ride the 19, I really like it. It, it has the stiffness. Yeah. Are you using and the all your aluminium, energy? Aluminium mask? Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking aluminium. Yeah. Um, there's 16. It should be a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to get up so easy on the, <laughs> on the 70 mask. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, um, wow. I, I was seeing how small a foil I could get up on, um, in the ART series and, uh, you know, went to the 899 and, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that wasn't too bad. And then I went to 799 yeah. and got up and I'm like, huh, this, the, on the a 90 mast. Huh? Yeah. On the 90 mast. Jeez. Yeah. And it, I actually found it harder to get up on. I was trying some Armstrong stuff as well. I found it harder on this, way harder on the 725 than I did on the totally. 799. Um, the, the lift. Yeah. The, the, it gets up easy. It, it seems like, and, and I think maybe it's also the, um, the, the boxes in Close my board like... are probably too far back for mm. the Armstrong and the lift mm. stuff. So, you know, this is what so yeah. you should talk about this getting up on the sup. This is most people's um, roadblock. <laughs> short mast, short mast. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if I talked, talked about this on the last podcast I went on, but, um, I was testing access to two identical setups basically. Yeah. We, were, we, were, we went out to test boards and we had like same dimension boards, really similar bottom, just like slight difference in the tail, mm-hmm. right? They should both get up easy. And we both had like Axis 930s. Yeah. Same fuselage, same tail, but we didn't have the same mask. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, it'll be fine, right? One of us is on the carbon 85, one of us is on the aluminum 70. Yeah. And no contest, aluminum 70. Like I had a hard time on the 85. The other thing you got to think about is the 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 flex because that carbon eighty five is, is a little bit of it's not yeah. not, not not crazy but it's it's not the it like has the, some flex the aluminium one's way stiffer <laughs> so it's like direct yeah. power. But I had kind of a hard time getting up on the eighty five. Yeah. But the seventy was like a couple strokes and I'm in. Yeah. How good it was that? massive. Yeah. And we we actually I think we went out again and swapped we did, we swapped the setups. Yeah. Right. Just, Just to control the board. Yeah. Same result. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. That's what I keep telling Marcus. I'm like, dude, 
the board design hardly matters. As long as the dimensions are close to right, the foil is going to make a bigger difference. <laughs> and it breaks his heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I what I was surprised by, true, but yeah. I, I went out, uh, you know, Jeremy Riggs has been doing these, these flat water paddle sessions. So cool. I've been every I'm Tuesday. Frothing. Yeah. And I, I showed up to go test new foil, uh, see if I could get it up. And I ended up, you know, trying out a bunch of different gear and trying out a bunch of different paddles. Yes. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. Paddles make a yeah. big difference, honestly. Um, Huge. To, to me, um, the stiffness of the shaft, big difference. Yeah. The size of the blade, mm -hmm. big difference. And, and I always say, like, for, for me, go as stiff and as a stiffer shaft and as big a blade as you can handle because we're only taking to get going. Maybe it's 15, 20, 25 strokes to, to get up and yeah. going. And well, yeah, I found blade design is huge. Yeah. So yeah, share, like, with, share with us what you, crazy. what you found. Um, I'm on a pretty big, it's not a big blade, but I'm on a decently, I'm a medium sized blade for mm -hmm. foiling, a big blade for stand up, really stiff shaft. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried a very close blade design that had a shorter shaft, it was lighter, it's just better built. It's one of the QBs. And that was better than what I have. And then I tried another one, way smaller blade, uh, more flex in the shaft, way easier than any of the other ones. Yeah, right. What was the, was it like a concave? It was Jeffrey, kind of... it was Jeffrey Spencer's blade. I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know which one it is. It's, it's one of the black projects. Yeah. And it, it was, it was really efficient feeling. Mm -hmm. um, where the other ones, like I could get a lot of dig out of they took a lot of energy for the amount of thrust they made yeah where the other one i tried there was no drag yeah, I, yeah. I would get a lot of thrust out of very little energy yeah and because it was so it was so small and so light i could i could it really move it yeah yeah um, no that's that's a good point i guess um the but i, I liken um blade size to gears on a bike you know, uh -huh. so if I'm using a big blade, that's a big gear. And, you know, you're spinning a big ring up a hill. Yeah. That's hard work. If I'm using a small blade, mm -hmm. I've got to be rating. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Um, you know, granny gear up the hill. That's and, true. I was, yeah. I, it, I, it was probably, so yeah, Jeffrey had some interesting thoughts on it where um, he, I think that blade was more forgiving, mm -hmm. right? Of any technique mistakes or, or, and stuff. But the other thing is I was trying to get like an 800 square centimeter foil yeah, up yeah. on flat water. <laughs> so you needed the writing. Yeah. So I think I needed that forgiveness and that speed yeah. to get something small up where, yeah, I, when I was on some other people's learning setups with, you know, one of those a big Dave board and a 280 on the bottom, I kind of liked the big blade because it was like a couple strokes and yeah. you're up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I actually never thought of, I've, I've always, I've got this bamboo paddle that's crazy stiff um, mm -hmm. and the blades kind of, it's medium and nothing like it's, I've actually, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't race with this paddle ever because it's yeah. just like, there's nothing to it, but it's probably, it's just stiff and a pretty big blade. Okay. Um, I, I use for, for racing, I use a VMG Orca and it's okay. a much more forgiving sort of paddle. Like it's, 
the catch is super clean, basically. Like you, you mm. can't stuff up the catch, but the shaft yeah. isn't quite as stiff. And because the catch is forgiving, I feel I don't get the, you know, the oomph that I want for foiling. Yeah. Whereas for paddling on a sup, I, I don't want that oomph <laughs> all the yeah. time because it's like your shoulders just sort of like, oh, you get, you get tired. Whereas for yeah. foiling, it's, you know, it's 15 seconds of effort and then you're up and it's like, okay, yeah, put, that's, the paddle, put the battle behind. <laughs> that's probably what it was. I, I felt I'd be more careful on the catch mm. um, with, with my blade, but I could get more power out of it. It's just harder. Yeah. Well, one thing for people learning to sup downwind foil that, that's mm. really important in terms of paddle technique is, is think about like when I, when I first started paddling, I, I was in my head, I was like, the faster I can pull my blade through the water, Mm-hmm. the quicker i'm going to go so it's mm-hmm. like the more water i push behind me the quicker i'm going to go and that was my yeah. no one had told me different and that was how i had thought about it yeah. as i paddled more and started doing more racing i actually figured out <laughs> that was the completely wrong way of thinking it if you're pulling water back your your, your blade mm-hmm. is slipping in the water you can it's hear the noise out. it's like yeah when you can paddle and think about a pole vaulter mm-hmm. you know, you're planting your pole in one spot totally. and you're propelling yourself forward and over this, you know, yeah. the high jump mark. Uh, you know, think when you paddle, think that plant the paddle or like, like a skier planting your pole yeah. in the snow and bringing yourself past it. Yeah. When you can do That's that, good. when you can do that consistently paddling, whether it's sup racing, whether it's sup mm-hmm. surfing, downwind foiling, that's when you're going to get the most efficiency because yeah. no slippage in the paddle is key <laughs> if you can bring yeah. your body past it that's when you get the propulsion and so that's that's funny because i've been thinking about that that yes same thing is yeah i would feel myself slipping the paddle and it got me thinking about like what is a paddle doing yeah it's a wing yeah. actually yeah right it's the same thing if you're pulling it and you're not entering and pushing it down through your stroke you're stalling the blade yeah yeah Seriously. just like a foil just like a foil and so i've actually been wondering about like yeah what if you made a paddle blade with like an air a proper airfoil on it it might be hard to make light enough but it it must catch like crazy yeah maybe you get that little bit extra sort of lift out of it and yeah yeah so i've been i've been kind of wondering about could you make a more efficient paddle yeah by incorporating some some airfoil design yeah but uh, I mean, they must have it pre-dialed. <laughs> People have been making paddles for. They've been doing it for years. <laughs> all of human history. Yeah, yeah. There's um. Look, I'm going to leave it to the paddle makers, but I don't know. If yeah. Maybe maybe you're on. You you you've done already some some great things with foil design and. Maybe I, maybe I should uh, cut up some old some old foils. And just slap a front wing on a paddle shaft. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> the See ultra what happens. chop, right? Yeah. <laughs> the ultra chop. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? Like, I guess um the my, my mate Chris Ting, who who um owns VMG Blades, he, he mm. makes fins like for for okay. sup racing and, and, and paddles, you know. So, you know, and he used to make windsurfing fins before that. And yeah. he's I've been I've been trying him, trying to get him to make me a foil for years. And he's like, look, I'd be able to make you one. It'd probably be the best thing you ever, ever did, but I just don't have time. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me to be the best. Because, <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, you got to get the flex right and this and that. And I'm like, 
Is is he a foiler? Yeah, he foils now too, but he's oh he's, man. Yeah, he um give him some time. Give him give him some time. <laughs> I've just I just figured once he got into foiling, he'd want to make one, but he's just <laughs> he's actually he's um he's just designed a new um e-bike. So he's gone down a complete wrong track. You know, he's, oh wow, we've lost him. <laughs> well maybe you can pull him back into like an e-foil. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we're gonna try to get him back somehow, but um, <laughs> Yeah, come on, Timmy, yeah. come back to us, come back to the dark side. Um, but yeah, so paddling, if you're mm-hmm. going to learn to downwind sup for, you, you've got to spend a bit of time on your paddle technique. And that's something mm-hmm. that um, a lot of people will sign up to my course for, for downwind foiling. But I've also yeah. got, a, like, I got a flat water sup course as well. And people yeah. who have no paddle experience, they sign up thinking they're going to use a downwind foil course. And they mm-hmm. use the flat water sup course just to work on their paddle totally. technique. Because I was actually chatting to Matt, Matt Costa and he was like, He's like paddling is an art form, you know. You you've got to. There, there's so many little skills and tricks, and I'm like totally, yeah. dude. It's like a for for downwind foiling on a stand up. If you don't have good paddle technique, you, you're really fighting an uphill battle because yeah, um, you can't just slap away out there. You, you've got to work yeah. a little bit of. It's technique. pretty special, like what Jeremy's putting together down there, because you can oh. see how many people it's helping. Yeah, get into it. Yeah, um, I'm, um, it's, it's so amazing good. and. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah I, and the I, progress, I, the progress I see people make. Yeah. Incredible. I, I want to start doing it here. I'm just, I'm just about to have, um, have my first child about 37 oh, weeks. Wow. So it's, um, we're, we're keeping it all like just trying to stay a little bit low key, but yeah, when everything opens up, um, and a bit less COVID stuff going on, I'm, I want to, you're going to need a waterproof baby carrier. Yeah. Whack it on the back. <laughs> They'd like if I can do it with a kid in the backpack, you guys can do it. <laughs> it's that that extra weight, right? Yeah, On the really good days. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just don't fall. Don't fall off. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Good incentive. Yeah. But um, totally. What Jeremy's doing is awesome, and I think it's it's kind of um, look, it's going to grow the sport, and that's like I'm trying to grow the sport doing these podcasts with crew and and my online stuff, and and Jeremy's you know, yeah. getting people out there and working those skills. So they have the confidence to go out and paddle in the bus, yeah. which is. And, he, and he, he, they're also working out, you know, how to teach people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what to put them on. Yes. And equipment. Equipment yeah. and, and certain tips, you know, that, that, that he commonly uses or that and stuff's his, really useful. His drills are awesome. People yeah. in, in my coaching have always posted his drills and I'm like, yeah, I've got to up my game. Jeremy's. <laughs> you know he's i just share his stuff now i'm like yeah watch jeremy's stuff he's just you know he's smashing it it's so good yeah and it's pretty cool to have you know also have like production boards like dave's that people can just get and have a yeah absolutely have this thick, thick board and that's that's something that you know you said your first board was six by 28 um mm-hmm. my first board was seven two by 24 and a half which is kind of yeah. but it was square like it was a, it was a door um, I think a little bit ahead of it's time that that seven, two by 24 and a half I had just been longer and skinnier and that's kind yeah. of where it ends <laughs> everything else. It was not so much. Um, that's, but, that's pretty funny because, uh, Mark made this board for, for I think it was for Connor Baxter mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it was this little green thing, a tuttle box, but it was, yeah, like it might've been five, eight by really skinny 24 yeah and flat bottom yeah and, and you time. know thinking back i was like man we should have just been on that 
Yeah. Yeah. We've done full circle, right? You know, we've yeah. <laughs> sort of started everyone on know, back in the day. It was, you know, seven foot wasn't a long sup foilboard when I first started. And then we sort of made our way back, made down to six, 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 no, six, ten, then six, six. Yeah. And then we went six, oh, then we went five, five, ten. And then yeah. I, I've come back up to six, oh, because I like that. I'm not, Six well, foot doesn't uh, feel long to me. I'm used to paddling unlimited stand-up paddleboards. So, <laughs> I just tried a 14 foot prone paddleboard for the first time. <laughs> How'd that go? And the the only thing I want is to put a foil on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you can paddle so fast on those. Yeah, See, and it's you, ridiculous. You, you can't underestimate um, waterline. I think. Yeah. You know, like length, length. You get so much extra speed just from having a little bit longer board. Um, I also, I, I never realized how unstable something could be. They're narrow, I had, right? <laughs> I had trouble, I had trouble balancing on it laying down. Yeah. That's not something I've ever had before. They're so, they're so corky, right? Like they're, yeah. Yeah. Like and on you're, your knees. you're sitting pretty far out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It's a lot but, of um, Yeah. Slapping a foil on the bottom would fix that too. I think you're right. <laughs> Definitely. It's like a <laughs> dagger board. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember seeing, yeah seeing a video from one of the guys in Tahiti, I think, riding yeah. one of them. Yeah, and it, once he got up, it looks, like, it looks like he was always going to catch a rail when he was pumping, yeah. but he didn't. It like, did look like kind of a pain. Yeah, but uh, well, I haven't seen him Just, use it much lately. But yeah. yeah, I wonder how it'd be for like lightweight winging where you don't have to pump. Yeah, just maybe, right? yeah. Well, that's, Just that's what I was, get in and take off. <laughs> yeah, because all the wing boards have gone so short, right? Short and yeah. wide. But maybe for racing, that's not what you want. Maybe you want to I don't know. For, for lightweight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fortino. <laughs> Let's do it. You, you'd certainly get up first. And, and if it came the down Dave's... to a, is, is it the nose that crosses the line first? That's, that's the, that's the. I guess so. <laughs> Go longer. Man, Dave, Dave's getting there. I saw him out on like seven, six or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Man. it's pretty funny. Yeah. He's yeah, that was, the, I love was his... the earliest I've ever seen him boiler take off on a wave yeah just it's, it's sick up and going it's um, yeah. it's there's i've got a 610 um prone foil board and it's 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 actually like i made it as like a bit of a or got it made as a bit of a like a gunny sort of shape um okay and i've only used it a handful of times i need to get it on it more um mm -hmm. but the idea was you can like you know on a four six yeah normally right it's hard to paddle into something that's over you know, four foot okay. and kind of steep. So I thought, oh, we'll go six ten and see how that feels. And maybe it's six six. Damn. Yeah. And wow. like sort of get in that little bit earlier. Yeah. And then and it's like it's really narrow. Um so once you're up it it look every time I've used it, it's been like that's this is good. And especially if like when you're using wow. paddling for bigger waves, longer mast is my idea mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, more time. More time and yeah, you can kind of have, yeah. you know, be too much nose down you can fix it before that or too much totally. nose tail down and you sort of fix it up but um yeah i just made a five five oh by like 18 yeah yeah i saw that two liters yeah 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 and it, it works pretty good yeah it, um a lot of the time I, i've used my my downwind sup foil board in like really small days it's six by 24 yeah. 79 liters so i'm not duck diving it but like you just sort of stroke into these waves and you jump up and you're once in. you're up, it's like you're in. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, you, you yeah, make those bigger foil gliding around one paddle in happy days. I made it for big wave winging. 
Yeah, right. Um, I didn't want to compromise on that, that rail clearance. Mm-hmm. So I made it super skinny, but I needed, I've been riding my 32 liter board and on a big day, you need to get up instantly. Yeah. And so yeah. I either ride a huge sail or, yeah. and a tiny foil or a normal size tail. And then I'm riding like a thousand square centimeter foil, in, you know, yeah, double overhead just, wave. That's, I found the same thing for winging and big stuff. It's unless the wind is really blowing. Yeah. Man, it's like you either you're, you know, using a massive sail and yeah. you're compromising like on yeah, the way. I just, I want to get up on like six, 800 square centimeter with like exactly. a little, tiny you little be, sail. You want to be using dirt. what you want to be towing with, but with a wing. Yeah. yeah which is, yeah. it's. And it's, so I tried to make a board around that. Yeah. And has it worked? Yeah. I, I, I made some mistakes. Yeah. The, I didn't make the tails too skinny. Uh-huh. You know, I like to ride, especially surfing with a bit of offset. Yeah, yeah, and I can't get my back foot far enough over to the rail uh-huh. because I'm just I'm riding with basically my toes wrapping around the edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next board, I need a little bit more tail. You see the but, um, uh, Mike Pedigo made a asymmetrical foil board. That was thick. Yeah, for exactly that. I, I, I want to do that. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me actually because you know, and he's ripping on it. Yeah, just has that Florida crew just shredding. It, it's so cool. I, yeah, that must be similar to what I was talking about with the competition. It seems like they all push each other. Yes, exactly. And, and I think um, friendly, uh, I think the rivalry. waves consistently foil heaven or consistently shit for surfing, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> I they think, have perfect size waves for like whitewater banks. Exactly. And, and, and this is kind of progression. I was chatting to, um, when I was up at Ballon, I where um, Mr. Bennett's lives, Adam, um, mm-hmm. he, you know, I sort of, I followed with him a lot because I was doing a foil camp, but we saw him a lot. And it was cool to sort of see what he was, what he was doing, obviously in person, yeah. shredding, yeah. but also the waves he's in. And I'm, I'm okay. like, dude, the waves are so soft up here. Like it's, it's, it's like foil heavy. Really? Like all the white waters are so fluffy and I'm huh. not taking away what he's doing. He's ripping and not all the sections are soft, but there's like, there's really like, soft white waters that you can just sort of yeah. you know, just you're not afraid of them there's no yeah. they're not going to push back at you they're like reforms yeah. and like water goes is epic um balana um uh, river mouth again it's like this soft reformy kind of gutless yeah. waves and for foiling man that's, like, that's what you want yeah that's that's what you want, you want i don't know how to explain it but you want it's still it's just i still want a steep face yeah but it has to be kind of steep and throwy, but also gutless. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Just reform on reform, I feel, I feel like, you know, like. Yeah, guess, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it has to suck up a little bit, but it can't be moving very fast, I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's got to be oh. shallow a long way out or something. So all the power is gone. Yeah. But, it's but it like, still can form up. Yeah. Car's got to be right, right there. Car's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Especially the, the inside picker wave. That's what I mean, the inside. Yeah, especially. Yeah. The outside, you know, it depends on the tide, the sure. wave size, yeah. but you can get a bit of power because it, the, the channel's deep and they move quickly through there. Mm. But yeah, the, the inside waves, you can throw down some some pretty good turns. Yeah. So I guess for those that are listening, we're talking about like um, surf foiling and attacking the white water and how yeah. um, you don't want to attack every white water. There's no, some no, white waters not. that have a lot of power. And if like you can throw it up there, but man, you got to be ready yeah. to, for it to kick back. 
There are other white waters yeah. that are super soft and like sort of like fluffy and gutless. Yeah. And for a foil, that they're the white waters you want. And generally they're like, I find they're kind of reformy kind of waves. Like it's broken out the back. Yeah. It's got the inside. It's like just this little bit of fluffy top, like a little bit steep, but like a, yeah. And then like and in Florida seems to be the spot um, where, where Bennett surfs a lot. Like, yeah, I bet you have a similar, a similar thing of like, I find the backside hits are really comfortable and you can throw a backside whitewater hit on pretty much any wave. Mm-hmm. But the front side ones are terrified because yeah, you either have to like get the foil out and rotate around it off yeah. the nose, or I don't know what you re- you can really get thrown on those. Big time! It's um, it's like on the back end you can just kind of lean on your toe. So I like, like, I, like you watch yeah. surfers, like you watch um, guys on their backhand at J Bay, for example. They're always going to go more vertical than the guys in their forehand. Yeah. They're going to be going rounder. Um, so to me, that's that's kind of maybe that's the same, but it's. Yeah, you just fully just like uh, up and up, up yeah. and at it backhand, whereas forehand is scary. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's where I see like foil progression pushing too. Is like we need to get, I mean, the guys in Florida are doing it, Adam's doing it, like really aggressive front yeah. side hits. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, I find prone foiling, prone foiling like, yeah, the more vertically you hit it, the better it is. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes, it's, like, um, even if you have to sacrifice a little bit that extra last moment of like cranking up can get you around and smoothly back onto the wave. Yeah, for sure. I just spoke, I had a coaching call yesterday um, and we spoke about exactly this and what, what I found. And if you watch other guys attacking white water, you mm. actually want to bleed a bit of speed before you attack. Oh yeah. <laughs> like if you go into a white water, like full stick, then you're, you're it's, like, it's just, one you can't get is um pivoty it's like yeah you know, it's also hard to time timing as well like you're going quick at it and yeah yeah so it's like you want to like you don't want to be going too fast and, and i feel like um, a fast foil turn is a carve and then a mm-hmm. slow foil turn is a pivot and yes. that pivot to me lends itself to the white water a lot better than a <laughs> yeah carving and uh, white water is tricky the conflict i'm having in, in you know which foils i want to ride right now is I found, you know, these really small high aspects. Uh, you get all the speed and they turn really well, but it's a carved turn. Yes. And you can slow it. You can still slow down and pivot them. But I find when you're when you're putting it in a white wall in a foam, instead of rebounding you back into the flats of the wave, it'll kind of just sink through. Mm. Um, I find when I yeah, because a lot of the times when I'm I'm going into a lip or a foam, I fully ventilate the foil. Yeah. And it's kind of acting like a planing surface now, like a, yeah. like a surfboard. Uh-huh. And then the shape doesn't really matter. It's just area. Yeah. And so I feel like I can do a lot harder or better whitewater bangs on like a thousand to 12, 12 or 1300 compared to like yeah, seven or 800. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, um, because it doesn't fully stall out, I guess. Yeah. The, the extra area, like I just feel like I, when I hit it, I get a boost off of the white water. Mm-hmm. That just feels good. Like I, I was taking a, yeah, I was riding like eight hundred for for a while, and mm-hmm. kind of struggling again with those turns. Yeah. And just to test the foil, I took twelve fifty out. Yeah. 
and it was magic. I am um, sudden. It was really good for some reason. Yeah, to me, the 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 best surf foil that I've used of late is probably the RS one thousand from I agree, Yeah, like it just yeah, you can attack, um, and it doesn't link waves that well. I feel like I'm always a little bit under, but that's I kind of okay. like that because when I'm on the wave, you can turn a bit harder and um yeah. That it, it was, just in the white water, like compared to all the other ghost fall stuff I'd used in the past, it just it was silky smooth. You know, it didn't jump out at you. It was yeah. just like you can hit it and just like come down off it, and it was. It was. I was really surprised and impressed by the RS thousand. Yeah, it's the very thing, different to the eleven fifty and the thirteen hundred. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. It, it, it's it actually felt... really similar to the Viper, and um, okay. when, when I tried Bennett's, when I towed with him, and that that clip he put up um yeah that was my first session on that viper like literally okay. my first wave was probably filmed and um it it just felt like a slightly softer you know, like flex okay. version of the rs 1000 and he obviously a little bit smaller wow. foil um but it was yeah I, I, I lined them up and the outlines are pretty similar obviously different foil sections mm. and the rs has the little wing tippy things and totally but um yeah, I found the RS was it just it was a really good just as a dedicated surf foil. It had a good mix of carving and pivot. Yes, and it had enough pump. Yeah, enough oh. exactly. And it's not gonna. It wasn't like an eight ninety nine or, or like maybe a nine ninety nine where yeah. you're gonna just pump and go. Mm -hmm. But it had enough. I could yeah. link a couple waves. Yeah, exactly, um, and enough for a decent surf. Yeah. 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 Yeah um yeah it was it was cool it, mm. i came out of the water wanting one <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want right like in terms of, like you try that's what you want for one for one totally and, and i'm um, excited my one of my buddies just got a got some vipers in so yeah he'll really try them out yeah I, uh, my, my i've only tried one and one session it was yeah it felt good yeah yeah, yeah. it's um I, yeah in terms of no. surf foil stuff it's right up there now i have um, no excuse to uh not do what Adam's doing. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? I was just thinking, south like Thousand Peaks, um, south side Maui. It's a lot like that. Yeah. It's fluffy, man. Like that's that's totally. gonna be the spot. Obviously shallow, but um Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's the zone. For those. Yeah. Excited for summer. Yeah. <laughs> man, we're in summer. <laughs> Weirdly. We haven't had like a day below four foot, like really. Like we've had maybe two or three, and if it has, it's been howling, so I've been downwinding. But there haven't been many days. Like we've had a crazy amount of swell this summer, um, mm -hmm. which you know I, I, I surf as well, so it's not like I'm bummed. And and like when it's windy, I'm downwinding. And but like I've been trying to test all these foils out, and I'm like, man, I don't want to spoil in this. It's pumping, you know, or or it's or, <laughs> or, I'm, or I'm testing them downwind, and that's been good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been yeah. I'm excited for summer. Yeah. We'll have wind on one side and then like bangable, rippable waves on the totally other side. Bangable. Right now it's, it's winging. I'm just, yeah, I pretty much just wing every day and yeah. doing hard carves and learning errors. And what, so um, can you share with us what foils you're using at the moment or is it? Um, yeah. As usual, I'm using some, some stuff I designed mm -hmm. um, going a bit higher aspect and uh, yeah, getting more glide and trying not to sacrifice turn basically yeah so i'm yeah. messing with some new new designs 
it, it's such a compromise, isn't it? Because like, you know, everyone's like, oh, more glide is great because it's easier to link waves. But on the wave, yeah. do you feel the higher aspect stuff can pivot as well? I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting close. Yeah, he's cracking the code. I, I think, yeah. yeah, and I think some of the newer high aspect stuff is we're moving towards like, all right, I'm not compromising over my old surf foil anymore. Mm-hmm. It has a low enough stall speed and it turns well enough, um, but just pumps way better. So, How do you get the stools? I guess maybe I don't want you to give away all your secrets. It's okay. all, yeah, it's foil section. Okay. Yeah. We're, so- we're getting, yeah. The Kajiras are, are really good with that. They have a very efficient foil section. Yeah. So it's um, a slower foil section to get that stall speed lower? No, they just have a better, a wider range. Wider range. Yeah. Yeah. And that high aspect obviously lends itself to the range and then the foil section is going to. Yeah. And same with, same with the, uh, the axis stuff, the foil section they use is very, is very efficient and mm-hmm. it has a good range. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially on the low end has a good range yeah that's i've tested a lot of the access stuff and it's the fastest i've gone downwind um yeah. on the access stuff which like by like a good margin <laughs> like yeah and the other interesting thing about what they're using versus what takuma's using which are two most efficient foil sections that for all around that i've found are uh the axis is thicker mm-hmm. so it, it should be easier to make a stiffer wing out of yeah. Um, the Kajira is thinner percentage. So they need different cords as well, but it uh, should be easier to make a stiff wing with the axis foil section, which helps a lot uh, in pumping. Yeah. Downwind. So you'd say stiffness is a good thing? Yeah, stiffness is huge. Yeah. Um, just for you know, personal prototyping stuff, you always want to find you know, what foil am I going to use for prototyping? And the biggest consideration is the mast. Yeah right? For sure. Mast and then how the thing attaches. Yeah. Where, yeah, I need a super stiff mast, but you also need one that doesn't ventilate and it isn't super thick. Yeah. Cause yeah, cause you can make a super stiff mast, but it's, you know, just yeah. crazy drag on it and that's no good. Totally. You can yeah. make a thick, stiff, light mast, but it's going to have a lot more drag and kind of kill your glide compared to something thinner. Um, then there's ventilation too. Mm. Uh, winging, Winging is especially when it's windy or during hard turns, I run into a lot of mass ventilation. Yeah. Um, so explain that. Not, so what mass ventilation is? It's hard to explain it. A lot of people, I've, it's been explained to me from, or described to me from people as a lot of people think it's their tailwing ventilating. Uh-huh. Um, they're like, yeah, I'm deep, I'm deep enough in the water. My front wing's not coming out, but it feels like my tailwing comes out or I catch a it's like it, sometimes it feels like you catch a plastic bag on your foil or some you know if, if it happens in a turn it feels like you're digging rail uh-huh. um you can fix it a lot of the time by sanding your mass so it's the trailing edge of the mast it's the it's the whole thing the whole thing okay gotcha yeah yeah i think it's probably starts at the leading edge and it's kind of uh hard to figure out why happens but the biggest factor i've noticed is thickness and surface finish mm-hmm. so keeping your yeah any scratches on your mast are really important so um yeah really thick masks are not great at it yeah it happens sometimes on the axe 19 but not not very often mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Well, I'm like, <laughs> not doing. I'm not winging a lot. Lately, yeah, yeah. But um, generally, like the the go foil masks are also pretty good against it too, as long as they don't have scratches. Yeah, you got to keep those keep those masks keep them clean, covered up, get them in a bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's it, yeah, it's interesting because foils really suck. Like if you're if you're a structural engineer, and you look at a foil, it's just your nightmare. <laughs> right. Why is that? Because all your loads on the front wing. Yeah. And then you have just it's just all terrible levers. Yeah. yeah. Multiplying your multiplying the force. Yeah. On your on your connections. It's yeah, just the one point. I fully it's um that nothing worse than that little bit of a although in okay, so for downwind, I totally agree. Stiffness is a great thing. Yeah. I think if you can control the flex in the yeah. surf, in small surf, I think that can be a good thing. Um Yes, and I then see that with the Sabrina stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, Kiahi, I think. Kiahi. Um, and then also there's a kid, Matt Levings, who, who uh, lives in the Gold Coast. He doesn't soil yeah. much anymore. He, he, he sails a lot. Um, but he used to ride for Nash, and the tail wing, he had this tail wing that broke. Mm -hmm. And so it literally had that. a, a bit, of, in it. bit of movement. Yeah. And, and so, and he did these crazy turns. Like, like he was doing the whitewater Next turns level. well before Eric was even... Yeah had a podcast and just yeah. like attacking it and then um the Nash distributor sent him a new tail and he's and like, I don't, he doesn't like it he's like i like this one yeah. it's cracked yeah I, I found the same thing with uh i had the same thing with with some Al signature albatross stuff where i was loving this one it was kind of breaking so they sent me a new one they're like this one's, this one's way stiffer i'm like i can pump it like 15 percent better yeah 10 percent better but i can't turn it at all yeah and so the flex is actually helping. And yeah. it's the same. Uh, I, I had a session on the new Cabrina foils. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I think Adam's really liking those. Yeah, seems to be. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. And there was a lot of mass flux. Uh-huh. And at first it was really weird mm -hmm. and hard to ride. But I kind of found there was a rhythm to it. Um and once you figured out that rhythm, you, you kind can do of a lot. Twang in and out of like yeah. sort of flex in and out of turns. And I've actually been messaging Rio um, Stevens. Okay. I, I tried some Armstrong stuff, and to me, that mast felt very flexy coming off mm -hmm. GoFoil. Like I, like the nine two five to me was <laughs> everything like, does was like it was like this. I'm like holy dooly, like this thing is like yeah. um, a noodle. Um, yeah, and I said to him like. Do you find like because I saw like he's obviously ripping on the Armstrong stuff? I'm like, do you find that like the Armstrong's flexing? He's like, no man, it's super stiff. And I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. You got to try oh, a GoFoil or or an Axis stuff, and that's stiff. Yeah, and I can't say any like more than this about it, but I find that you have to design the wings around how much flex is in the foil. Mm -hmm. So a different, yeah. So the wings are actually designed around the flex. Yeah. Um, so more, yeah, less flex needs a totally different wing shape than more flex. Yeah, obviously a higher aspect foil is not going to work so good with a flexier mass because you're as yeah, or even just between high aspects, it's like little tweaks can make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't give away all your secrets. I'm excited uh, yeah. to see what you come <laughs> up with because I know you're always working on something. So um, and you're, you're pushing yeah. the sport. So we thank you for it, but yeah. I know you can't share all the secrets. Um.
let's let's um let's finish up with some downwind foil i guess tips so obviously the you had a really good one with the shorter mast um Mm. you know bigger foil obviously when you're starting out narrow board um Um, if you're coming from winging into downwind which i think a lot of people are yeah uh while you're just riding around on your wing get comfortable ventilating foil get comfortable Uh popping wingtip out and recovering from that Mm -hmm. or just even going straight going slow coming out of the water and recovering Uh Um, because i find downwind you know you're going to get most of your efficiency from riding high up on the mast yeah your wing close to the surface yeah and when you turn it's going to happen yeah right that wingtip sometimes is going to come out and need to know kind of reflexively how to recover from it yeah yeah, I know Jeremy talked about um, one of his tips was yeah, when you stand up foiling in the surf, yeah. um, get used to touching down and then coming mm-hmm. back up again, which I thought mm-hmm. was it's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. It's the same tip kind of because yeah. you're either too high and you're going to breach and come breach down. Too and, low. Yeah, or too low and touching down. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. it's a good, good tip. Yeah, for me being comfortable with how a foil breaches is really important because like that means like i can keep it close to the surface yeah and yeah that gives you a big uh a big boost in in glide yeah for sure but you were saying for for wingers that i wanted to jump in and say man just deflate it and then you then you go and (laughs) there you go the deflate down window yeah yeah um have you thought about doing that yet have you considered no (laughs) <laughs> I haven't. I've actually, actually, I, I considered like winging up to Kuau. Yeah. But leaving my wing on the beach. There you go. Yeah. But then, right? then so yeah, yeah. wing up there with my paddle. Yeah. Easy to go in, deflate the wing, leave it in the bushes. Yeah. It's not, it, I can, it, it at least gives me a sub down window without the ride. You should come in and just have, with me. just have a dry bag, just whack it in your backpack. Yeah. It's it's oh, I, I did a run on the weekend um or when is it maybe Monday it was no it was Sunday and the, the mm-hmm. wind here has been quite on shore so it's like a north day um okay. on Malika run and you just wing out to sea I think I went like four wow. or five k's out to sea and then I just sat down deflated my wing wrapped it up packed it up yep. threw it in yep. my backpack took my paddle <laughs> off the boom and just paddled up and and I was like had the sickest angle <laughs> it's like getting the yep. boat to take you out to sea and then just where you go um yeah but you have to and be then, pretty confident paddling up with a bit of weight on your back oh for sure yeah that's for something sure. that you don't just jump into um yeah i mean for tips for downwinding just get really comfortable on a run in the water you know you want to be calm and, and have a clear head yes um and if you're having trouble getting on foil, sometimes it, it helps just to sit down and take a break and kind of bring everything back together before you try again. Yeah. And one thing, like for exactly the same thing, sit down, catch your breath. Yeah. Compose yourself, but then look up and mind surf the bumps around you. <laughs> so if you see in front of you a really good trough, be like, man, if I was standing up, I'd be on that. Think, yeah. okay. And then, and then count how many sit there for a minute and count how many chip-ins you can see. Because if you can't yeah. see any when you're sitting down, totally. you're not going to see any when you're standing up. I can guarantee totally. it. So like even when I paddle out to the run, like to, to like the run line, I'll 
mm-hmm. I like, okay, there's one there paddling out. There's another one there. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're out here and, you know, maybe that's, maybe there's four or five I see in a, you know, a, a minute paddle out. Yeah. I know that every 10 seconds is going to be one for me somewhere. Yeah. And don't panic if you're in the wrong spot because, you know, that's going to happen. You're going to see them and they're just and like a two meters over there. That's all right. That's yeah. Just wait and it's going to come to you. And I've no, I know you've talked about this before, but you know, if you, if, if you're, if you paddle for one, there's going to be a second or third one behind it. Yeah. And what helps me a lot is I actually start paddling at the top before, I guess, before the one I want. Yeah. Like you almost, so like I, as I your nose is yeah. dipping yeah. down. Yeah. Just to get that little bit of extra speed. Yeah. Um, and usually it's, the, yeah, the second or third one. Mm. A lot of the times the third one um, that I get. Yeah. And yeah, you want to be paddling into the back of yeah. the one in front of you. Because that's going to, yeah, it's going to move and it's going to become a downhill, like almost Dave spoke about. It. He's like, you want to start paddling, like as you know, to the tightest point, which totally. if you're thinking about it from a, you know, you obviously you don't want to be, you want to start paddling there because then your nose starts mm-hmm. to dip. And by the time you've got some speed up, your nose is probably down. You're going to yeah. start. Whereas if you only start the paddle as your nose is down, you're going to have no speed yeah. and you're going to end up having your max speed when your nose is high. So totally. it's timing that sort of pendulum, you know, as the, as the waves coming under you, um, mm-hmm. timing your max speed for the downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, another thing is uh, trust the bump. You know, if you're on a bump, just, just trust it stay yeah. high and that thing has power and sometimes they'll they can carry you for longer than you expect yeah patience like allow the yeah. bump to take you don't don't um get the most out of that bump and and use that time on the bump to look for another one yeah instead of saying i'm on the bump okay where's the next one where's the next one where's the next one yeah like you, you take a moment to relax yeah and, and and before what you're saying you're, you're working on doing a downwind without pumping yeah you know just like no pump downwind that yeah and it's like and one I, of the things i tell my crew is i want you to see how once you're up and going i want you to see how long you can go without pumping because mm-hmm. if you're not pumping it means you're um understanding where the power source is if you pump yeah. the whole way down the run you're not downwinding you're just pumping <laughs> you know yeah, so totally. tap into the energy and see how long you can glide for yeah and sometimes yeah a lot of the times you're going across a bump right? You're not going straight down out on a foil. Yeah. And if you can, you know, getting an extra, one extra turn out of that bump can give you enough time for another one to open up around you. Yeah. Right. Sometimes if I don't see anything, I'll say, okay, I'm going to stay on this bump for one or two more turns. Yeah. And by that time, you know, I spot something I can get to. Yeah. Um, So yeah, patience. Patience is really important. Yeah. Patience is, I think, where most people go wrong, they're up and they're like, I'm up, I'm up. I got to, yeah. I got to stay up. And it's like, once you're up, you get, you know, obviously a couple more strokes to you get up find to speed. One, but but yeah. then once you're on and you're into your rhythm, breathe, mm-hmm. be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's, there's more time than you think once you're up and up and foiling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, are you planning on uh, coming to the M2O? I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I am. Um, I like, I, I want to foil it. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. it happens, and I, I hope uh, I can foil it. It's gonna be yeah, pretty sweet. Even if you know, I might even try come over if M two O is not on and M two M's on, or you know, just come over for a bit of downwind time. 
but with yeah. the little one on the way, um, it'll probably just be a quick trip. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I think it'll be yeah. too, it'll be too young to um, to bring him over. Not old enough to foil. Yeah, not old enough to foil yet. So I'm gonna make the yeah. most of now. Um, cool. Um, I definitely be... I, I need to get I need to get catch up with all the Maui crew and do a couple downwinders with you guys because it's been too long. Yeah, hopefully it happens and if it does. It's gonna be wild. Oh, it's going to be so far. So, like, I've been frothing watching, um, uh, following Greg closely. Yeah, he's been doing a bunch of downwind races just recently in Guadeloupe, and then obviously mm -hmm. the one the the downwind foil week they had in France. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very jealous. We'll have to get over. I'm sure we'll, <laughs> we'll be doing that soon. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, thanks so much for your time, Kane. A lot of people, you've been a, a lot of people messaging me when are you getting Kane on the show, and um. <laughs> I think we, we sort of jumped around a bunch of different stuff, but down totally. foil, wing foiling, surf foiling. I think everyone's, you know, uh, everyone's stoked to hear your your views on it all yeah. and um, appreciate sure. it. Yeah. So all right. I well, hope to see uh, you in Maui in July. Um, I hope to see you on our uh, Instagram live. Well, that's it. That's the other thing. Let's that's, do it. <laughs> so yeah. So for those watching, got to the end, keep an eye out for us going live because there's every chance that we'll be doing a downwinded together on opposite sides of the be, pacific <laughs> that's gonna be crazy yeah we'll have to get it going all right all right thanks kane i'll speak to you thanks for having me